Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. The discussions about uh, UNRWA uh, Netanyahu saying that they have presented false evidence at the ICJ. And of course, it's quite confusing because everything's kind of run by the United Nations. And that's what I can't really get my head around. So, so is the ICJ a, a, a neutral party? If they have a role, and I'm not suggesting that anything was compromised, but it it really does put everybody in a very strange position. Uh, Just to try and understand that, we've asked Sean Sachs, he's a senior researcher at NGO Monitor, to take us through this. Sean, a very good morning. Thanks for joining us again. How are you? Good morning, Howard. Thanks. Great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So the this is all very confusing because you've got UNRWA, you've got United Nations, you've got women, you've got the Red Cross, you've got ICJ. Uh, I don't know who belongs to who, um, but but it just feels a little bit too connected. Okay, so I, uh, it is unfortunately a very uh, little bit confusing at the beginning. Um, so let's try and paint the picture together. We have the United Nations, which is this very large body that sits mainly in New York, and their primary um, so their, their primary body is what's called the General Assembly. It's where all the countries sit together and make decisions. Now, most of those decisions in the General Assembly actually have no teeth. They, their recommendations, their resolutions, they don't actually go anywhere from there. Mm. They, that's the first thing. From there, they can make resolutions that go to the to the Security Council, which is a body of the five permanent members plus another five, and they make general they make resolutions at the Security Council, which actually do have um, influence, and that means things like declaring uh, peacekeeping groups, even calling out nations for crimes, and sending in troops. That is the Security Council. In addition to that, there's a whole lot of different UN organizations that deal with specific needs. For example, the World Health Organization that we were very familiar with during the COVID crisis, they're responsible for um, generally preventing the outbreak of diseases or dealing with, sorry, the World Health Organization is generally dealing with the outbreak of diseases, maintaining international health standards, etc. Mm-hmm. We have UNICEF, which is the international organiza- UN organization that deals with children's rights. We oh. have the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, oh which deals right. with all issues around the world. And we have UNRWA, which is a specific refugee organization uniquely for Palestinians that we've spoken about many times. And the ICJ, the International Court of Justice, which is a UN-mandated and appointed court. So mm. those are just some of the different UN organizations around there. As you can see, it's very large. And much of the information that is fed into these different UN systems and it originally comes from NGOs, non-governmental organizations, on the ground in the various areas. Mm. Okay, it, it, so yeah. that's the basic picture. Now, I'm sure you have specific questions about what's going on in Israel. And yes, exactly. Okay, so now that we understand absolutely nothing, <laughs> not through your lack of trying, so it's not your fault, uh, but in terms of UNRWA, uh, we've, uh, there's finally been, it's finally arrived at a position of a tipping point, really, because this has been going on for years. None, none of us who have been following the Israel story are surprised at all by UNRWA. 
camera and by some of the revelations. What made this reach, reach a tipping point now? Okay, so first let's explain what these revelations are and why they're so significant. For years, Israel has been complaining um, that UNRWA, which is this unique organization set up specifically and only for the benefit of Palestinian refugees and maintaining Palestinian refugees, um, in addition to the problematic nature of its initial mandate, also has a, because of where it's situated and because of what it's done, also has dozens, if not thousands, of Hamas activists, and in the case of October, October 7th, people actually were physically involved in attacks on um, Jewish communities, in helping hostages and handing out um, ammunition. Um, in addition to that, UNRWA buildings that include schools and clinics and daycare centers are often used as terrorist cell hideouts. There have been many cases, not just in the current war, but in previous cases, of UNRWA facilities being used as rocket storage facilities. And over the course of the war, there have been dozens of tunnel entrances around UNRWA facilities. Rockets have been fired from, in some cases, within the, the immediate vicinity of UNRWA facilities. And despite the very clear evidence over the years, UNRWA has said, well, either we didn't know or they claim that they are shocked to discover all of this. Mm, mm. And even worse, UNRWA officials themselves have denied any wrongdoing. And now when the evidence is so blatant, and in some cases we're talking about people that actually carried out horrible, horrible attacks on on Israelis, UNRWA has finally said, oh, well, these are just a few dozen bad apples. And much of the world has finally realized this doesn't fly. Um, This level of corruption and incompetence with international funding is no longer acceptable. And so most Western countries have stopped their generous grants to UNRWA. The the claim that the that this will impact greatly on uh, refugees that that the food and the supplies that are so desperately needed will not be able to be managed through UNRWA. How valid is that? All right. So I understand there is concern because at the end of the day we are talking about many civilians that do need to receive supplies on a regular basis. However. A tainted organization like UNRWA, which is responsible for every bag of flour that comes in, and therefore every bag of flour that comes in is either taxed by Hamas, or part of the shipments that come in are then diverted to Hamas Hamas in some way. So the entire organization is tainted Mm. and can't be used or trusted. But as we, I said in the beginning, in that very confusing introduction of mine, <laughs> the United Nations already has a High Commissioner for Refugees that deals with refugees. They had a World Health Program that makes sure that internationally um, health standards are maintained, even in war situations. There is even a World Food Program that's run by the United Nations, whose, organi- whose entire mandate is to make sure that food is properly distributed to needy countries, even in war zones. So the United Nations has a massive, well-funded infrastructure that should and can take over if there is no UNRWA. So they can be. And, and how long does this, something like this take to implement? Because surely that, that is a concern. Or, or, or do they just step um, in? 
Well, again, many of the, I, I'm sure it can take a little bit of time, but many of these, um, many of these organisations, many of these, uh, if you want to call it, many of the abilities to step in, is part of the mandate of the United Nations organisations. Because, unfortunately, in in the modern world, war isn't something that comes um, with a lot of warning. Mm. especially in our case. So there are many, many infrastructures within, say, the World Health Program and the World Food Program where they have the ability to emergence, for the emergency ability to begin distribution within, in some cases, a few days um, and take up the slack in emergency or crisis situations, whether we're talking about a war or natural disasters. They've done this before. Now, I understand the scale in this case is much larger, but it's not something impossible to do. And with the help of Israel and the international community, UNRWA as a supply chain that is tainted can be, can be quickly replaced. Very, very interesting and uh, very insightful. Thank you for giving us that context, which really does actually assist in explaining the landscape. Sean Sachs, Senior Researcher at NGO Monitor. Uh, thank you as always. Wishing you a Shabbat Shalom. It's 830